Algi Terra Sahara on page 48. With every breath I remember you. Without you I am not worth a penny. O oh, my merciful to the poor ones, it is all your grace. I bore the taunts and criticism. Without you, who can remove the pain? Oh, my true friend, shower grace on me. Together the friends remember you. Your nom is talked about everywhere. You are unreachable, endless, and limitless. The servant Ajayb remembers you, and with every breath sings the nom of the Guru. You have blessed the infinite store of nam. O oh, Guru Kripal, we have your support. A bhajan of Sanchis on page 48. Guru Kirpala Jitera Sahara Guru Kirpala Jitera Sahara Teri Judai Neta Satave Teri Judai Neta Satave Nama Bina Menu Chenana Ave Nama Bina Menu Chenana Ave Tere Hinam Dachalia Fuhara Guru Kirpalaji Tera Sahara Guru Kirpalaji Tera Sahara Ardama Teri Meyadamanava Ardama Teri Meyadamanava Oh, yeah. 
नाम तेरे दिया दो माया नाम तेरे दिया दो माया तू अपरंपार अगम अपार गुरु कृपाल जी तेरा सहारा गुरु कृपाल जी तेरा सहारा दास अजब याद मनावे दास अजब दाम नाम गुरु दावे हर दाम नाम गुरु दावे ते बक्ष नाम अतुत बंदार गुरु कृपाल जी तेरा सहार गुरु कृपाल जी तेरा सहारा ओ गुरु कृपाल वी हैव योर सपोर्ट एंड आवर सेकंड भजन इज ऑन पेज 128 कम कृपाल गुरु आई सेलिब्रेट आई बेग ऑफ यू टू गिव मी योर दर्शन Come Satguru ji I'm requesting you I am carrying the water for your sangat Even the sun is embarrassed by your glimpse No one finds the limits of your importance I have come and stood on your words O oh Lord protect my honor as I have become yours You are the benefactor give the alms the beggars have come to your door don't send them away empty You yourself are the support of your sangat for ajab has come to your door Come Kirpal Guru I celebrate I beg of you to give me your darshan A bhajan of Sanchi's on page 128 Ah Kirpal Guru me sagna manandi ha ki darshan de javo me vaste pandi ha आखिरपाल गुरु में सगन मनौली हिदर्शन दे जाओ में वसते पौंदी आवो सतगुरु जी में हर जा कर दी हा तेरी संगत में पानी भर दी हा आवो सतगुरु जी में हर जा कर दी तेरी संगत में पानी भर दी आखिर पाल गुरु में सगन मनौली हिदर्शन दे जाओ में बसते पौंदी तेरी जल की तो सूरज शर्मोंदाए 
के तेरी मेहमदा कव्यांतन पौंदाए तेरी जल की तो सूरज शर्मौंदाए के तेरी मेहमदा कोई आंतन पौंदाए आखिर पाल गुरु में सागनामनों दर्शन दे जावो मैं बसते पौंदी तेरे वचन ते मैं अन्न करोगे हा के रखले पत साया मैं तेरी हो गई हा तेरे वचन ते मैं अन्न करोगे रखले फत साल गुरु में सगन मना कि दर्शन दे जाओ में हसते पौंदी भिछिया पावी तू है पार उपकारी वे काली मोदी नादार आए बिकारी वे बिछिया पावी तू है भारी वे काली मोदी नादार आए बिकारी वे आखिर पाल गुरु में सगन मनोंदी दर्शन दे जाओ में वसते पौंदी तेरी संगत दातू आप सहारा है तेरे धर आया जाय बिचारा है तेरी संगत दातू आप सहारा है तेरे दर आया जाए बिचारा है आखिर पाल गुरु में सगन मनोंदी कि दर्शन दे जाओ में वसते पौंदी हम कृपाल गुरु आई सेलिब्रेट I beg of you to give me your darshan. <clears throat> and last Thursday, uh, July 27th, was the anniversary of Baba Sawan Singh's birth on July 27th, 1858. So the readings today, I'm going to begin with a letter from Baba Sawan Singh This letter I'm reading from the January 1983 Sampani magazine, where this letter was printed with the title, Our Ultimate Good. The letter's dated April 27, 1921. And Baba Singh writes, My dear daughter, Radhaswami, I am in receipt of your letter of February 18th, along with the enclosed letter for Mrs. B. 
I very much appreciate the keen interest that you and the doctor have taken in the work of the master. You are conducting this work of satsang on right lines of the faith, and the master is very pleased with you. Your exposition of Kal and Dayal is quite satisfactory. To comprehend it in its entirety is difficult until one has reached a certain stage of spiritual progress. Though we know it not, the Master sees everyone and everything. Master is the supreme power which permeates all. In Sachkhand and other regions, he is present. His form varies with the region. On the physical plane, he has the form like ours. This form he assumes for our benefit, to teach us, to give us the message of the Supreme Father, and to uplift us. When an individual is capable of withdrawing his mind and soul current from his body and concentrating on the eye focus, then he begins to see within himself the finer form of the master. From the moment of initiation, this finer form takes charge of the individual and, was, and is within him constantly. This form inwardly, if an individual establishes his connection with it by concentration, will answer directly, face to face, all the questions put to it. Unfortunately, our attention is outward, and we look outside and can only see physical forms. When our attention is inward, we will see finer forms. This finer form of the Master watches us always. You may say, why then does the Master through this form not prevent us from committing sins and falling into temptations if he is always with us? He does help, but only when you sincerely and from your inmost heart desire to avoid temptations, not when you secretly wish to enjoy the guilty pleasure and only outwardly pray for help. <clears throat> you would perhaps say, Master is more powerful than us, so why does he not prevent us forcibly? Mind will not concentrate and rise up so long as there are desires of this world in it. The individual's desires are mostly the outcome of past karma. Feeble and passing desires arise in thought and are stilled after mental satisfaction. There are other desires which are more persistent. They have to be satisfied, some even on the physical plane. So whatever happens is for our ultimate good, although at times it appears antagonistic to our calculations. We are ignorant of our past karma, but Master knows. So the whole thing reduces to this, that we do what we have been asked to do by the Master, the spiritual exercises, and do our worldly things with our ordinary wisdom and never caring for the result. Do your duty and expect nothing. Leave that for the Master. For me, it is immaterial who holds the satsang, provided the service is conducted in the true spirit of service and is looked upon as master's work 
and done without any idea of self-praise or egoism. Then the very selflessness will reflect upon others and remove any chance of misunderstanding. Do as you think proper. I hope this will reach you before you start for California. I wish you a successful trip and hope you will carry on Master's work with love and affection. My Radhaswami greetings to Dr. Brock and the other satsangis. Yours affectionately, Sawan Singh. And this next reading is a talk given by Master Kripal Singh, printed under the title Memories of Baba Sawan Singh. And some of these stories have been reprinted in the Brief Life sketch uh, that's contained in The Way of the Saints. Master Kripal Singh begins by saying, Once Hazrat Ibrahim was sitting in a boat and among the voyagers was a rich merchant with a few of his companions. To amuse the rich man, his friends began to play pranks. As Ibrahim, the man of God, sat absorbed in his own thoughts, they began to jest and jeer at him. Ibrahim, however, kept his peace. He heard within him the voice of God saying, O oh, Ibrahim, these people are trying to belittle thee and degrade thee, and I cannot stand this nonsense. If thou so wished, I would like to overturn this boat and drown them all. Hazrat replied, O oh God, why dost thou not topple down their perverted understanding that their eyes may open and they should know thee? The greatness of a Mahatma does not consist in this, that he should possess a palace to live in or have a large following. On the contrary, it lies in his grace. He forgives even the most heinous of sinners. He has compassion for those who come even to murder him. The mother will never thrust away a child even though he may have soiled himself with dirt. She will rather clean him all over and embrace him to her breast. In the same way, the high-souled saints cleanse the downtrodden jivas or the embodied souls stuck in the quagmire of worldly dirt and make them turn over a new leaf. All these things that I am telling you, I found reflected in the nature of Hazor. The greatest thing that I found in him was that he would try to liberate people from the rigors of religious forms and rituals and to understand the true profit of life. He never asked a person to leave off his code of religious morals, nor to die in them bound hand and foot. He simply opened their eyes to the truth within. Man by nature is gregarious and lives in society and has of necessity to make social rules and regulations so that he may live at peace with his brethren. No religion permits the immolation, the burning of women, or the killing of persons. But alas, what man has done with man is too scandalous to be put on record. 
After the partition of this country, people in the name of religion polluted the chastity of women and killed hundreds of thousands of innocent persons. If all this gruesome and ghastly dance of death cannot serve to open our eyes, we cannot possibly mend ourselves. If we had a grain of feeling in us, we ought to hang our heads in shame. There are, however, a few awakened souls among us, but these are very rare, and such rendered a valuable yeoman service in these most trying and troubled times. I would like to relate a couple of instances of Hazor in those days. Hazor was physically ailing, for body alone is subject to diseases, and the great souls very often vicariously take upon themselves the people's burden of karmic action. During partition days, when passions were running high, some Muslims came to Hazor for protection. He lovingly kept them in the dara. In September 1947, Hazur planned to go to Amritsar. When I went to see him with the hope of accompanying him to Amritsar, Hazur bade me to remain at the Dara and look after the comforts of the Dara people and the Muslims, according to the exigencies at the moment. A Muslim caravan was to leave that day for Pakistan. Hazor therefore enjoined me to escort the Muslims of the Dara to that caravan. It so happened that a torrential downpour of rain came on that day. Hazor felt a deep agony and said, Our Muslim brethren are in a very poor plight, but we have no sympathy for them in our heart. As Hazor started for Amritsar, he saw a huge crowd of Muslims near Bayas railway station. A jamadar, or an army officer, was in the car with him, and in spite of his protests, Hazur ordered the car to be taken right into the Muslim horde, and, and he pulled it up just in their midst. He called for the leader of the Muslim caravan, and with tears in his eyes said, I have in the Dara a few Muslim brethren, and would very much like to see them safely escorted across the border. Such indeed are the acts of high-souled saints. His heart was full of compassion and pity for the suffering humanity. In the evening, a truckload of Muslims prepared to join the evacuees on the march, when all of a sudden I heard the news that a band of armed Akalis had gathered near the Dara and intended to raid it and massacre the Muslims. All alone I went to them full of confidence in Hazur's munificence and greatness. A few of the Akalis with spears and spades blocked my way. I said to them, these helpless brethren have come to Hazur for protection. It behooves the Khalsas to extend the protection that they seek. The spirit of the Khalsa requires, no demands, that those who seek mercy must be given mercy. You had better hug them to your bosom. Hearing these words, a couple of aged Akalis came forward and said, You have this day saved the Khalsas from what would otherwise have been a great sacrilege and heinous crime of taking away the life of so many of these poor souls. We shall now not touch a hair of these people. 
All this transformation from a bloodthirsty mood to that of sympathy and fellow feeling came through the grace of Hazor. As the truck was about to pass by the Akalis, I stopped it and said, These brethren of ours are today quitting their hearths and homes, not because of any hatred toward us, but are being driven to it by sheer necessity. We have all these years been living together in peace and concord. Will it not be good if we bid goodbye to them with loving embraces? This touched them to the core. In an instant, I found the two, Akalis and Muslims, hugging each other with tears streaming down their cheeks. The two who a short while before were anxious to cut each other's throats. No religion permits man slaughter or genocide. We indulge in these things because we are taught the wrong way. And religion is used as a smokescreen for the perpetration of terrible deeds to serve selfish ends. There are instances on record wherein Muslims also save the life, lives of Hindus and vice versa. The fact remains that whosoever has learned the true import of his religion has an all-embracing love for the entire humanity and is not torn by sectional and communal love. <coughs> it is said, O man of wisdom, Moses, thou wert sent to knit people unto God, and not to lead my people away from me. Once a shepherd boy leading his goats to pasture in a meadow sat under a tree and lovingly began to commune with God in this way. Oh God, I wish that both of us should live side by side. I shall not make thee discomfortable. Should thou fall ill, I shall attend thee day and night. Should thou get tired, I, I shall massage thy hands and feet. I shall bring thee barley bread. <coughs> I shall bring thee barley bread and spinach to eat, and give thee fresh goat's milk to drink. I shall pick up lice from thy hair and give thee a hair wash with milk and curd. The shepherd boy was deeply absorbed in these thoughts when the prophet Moses passed by that way. He shouted at the boy and said, O oh fool, why art thou blaspheming? God is altogether unlike thee, and shall not eat thy barley bread and spinach, nor shall he ever fall ill or get lice in his head. The boy was stunned to hear this, and began to tingle in every nerve and inquired, Perhaps I am wrong. I ought not to have talked like this. Will the great God be annoyed with me? And with these thoughts within him, he began to cry. And as he sobbed, he felt comforted and in harmony with the higher power. In that blissful state, he had a vision of God. The celestial being consoled him with these words. I shall accept all thy offerings, for I am well pleased with thee. In the meanwhile, Moses, having reached the height of Mount Sinai, sat in meditation and felt within him the voice of God saying, O oh Moses, I am thoroughly annoyed with thee. 
Thou art guilty of breaking the heart of that shepherd boy who was communing with me with all love and affection. The prophet was surprised and said, O oh God, his words were not of love, but were blasphemous. The great God replied, Thou knowest that the world of that boy contained nothing else but barley bread, spinach, goat's milk, and lice. I gave thee wisdom, and had thou utilized it, thou wouldst not have spoken like this. I sent thee into the world that thou mayest knit to me. I sent thee into the world that thou mayest knit me to those who are separated from me, and not that thou shouldst rend asunder loving hearts that are one with me. Hazor possessed this attribute in great abundance. He would unite thousands of people in one common brotherhood. All of us that are assembled here belong to that great fraternity into which Hazur bound us together. We must not only live in peace and harmony, but have love and affection for all humanity. This will only be possible when one understands the true import of Hazur's teachings. Generally, when such high souls pass away, the following degenerates. Petty-mindedness creeps in and we begin begin worshiping mammon and sin. Hazor used to tell us that when a high soul comes into the world, the worshipers of wealth and women also gather round him. Hence he said, whatever a person asked of me, I granted. He who wanted riches got riches. He who wished for lands was given lands. Those who wanted me alone got me in abundance. If today, as we sit to commemorate the anniversary of Hazur, we could learn one lesson, to love all and to entertain no evil thoughts for others, this memorial service would not be in vain. In case you have already learnt this lesson, it is well and good, but if not, we must learn it now. We must purify our minds for God loves the man who is pure in heart and makes such a heart alone his resting place. Christ has said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. God does not live in high heavens. He is within us. But our minds, impure as they are, fail to reflect his holy presence. Always carry the sweet memory of Hazor with you. As you think, so you shall become. And this next reading is a question and answer session that took place with Sanchi in November of 1988 in Rajasthan. And this talk is printed under the title, The Laughter of the Saints. And the questioner says, Master, I like it very much when you smile, when you laugh, and it fills me with a lot of affection and love when you are laughing or smiling. But I have one concern, and that is because of something which Master Sawan Singh said, that one should not laugh when the Master is laughing, because we lose some of the grace that he is showering. So my question is, 
do you also say the same thing? And does this only apply to the satsang, or does it apply to other circumstances also? And Sanchi replies, As far as the words of the Master are concerned, it is not a very easy thing to understand the words of the Master. In fact, if we would understand the words of the Master, we would achieve our goal. Babasawan Singh meant that when the Master is talking to someone, we should pay all our attention to the Master. Master Sawan was very humorous in nature. Many times he would even make jokes and laugh in front of the dear ones. If we were also laughing and taking our attention to some other thing, that means we were not listening to him and not accepting the grace which he was giving to us. The way through which the Master gives us his grace is unique. In those days in India, there were not many looms to weave cloth. So most of the time the women used to make the thread using a spinning wheel, and then they would weave the cloth by hand. Master Ji would often need cloth for mats for the langar. And many women would take the seva of working on the spinning wheel and making the thread and then weaving the mats. So when quite a number of women got together to do that seva, Master Sawansing would go there and he would sit among the women on a chair. He would talk with the women in the same way that the women talk with each other. And it was so humorous that people used to laugh a lot. The way he used to talk with the women was so humorous that nobody could control their laughter. The masters have their own way of showering grace upon the people. I don't think that those men or women who were present there and who witnessed those scenes could ever forget the grace of the master which they received at that time. Usually when the master is making us happy through his talks and when he laughs and smiles in front of us, then we people have the bad thoughts for him. We think that the master is just like us. He is also smiling and laughing like us. He is doing everything like us. This is because we have the mind, and we do not know when the mind is going to make us fall down, and in what trick he is going to rob us. That is why he always used to say that whenever you see the Master talking or laughing with anyone, don't pay any attention to that. Just keep looking at the Master. Don't even look at the person to whom he is talking. Just go on having the darshan of the Master. Once Master was resting after eating his lunch, and some dear ones went there and they opened the door. Master got very upset and said, Well, why don't you let me rest? Some of the people took it badly, but there were some others who said, How much grace and prashad we got from the Master. Those dear ones who had so much faith in the Master were talking amongst themselves. One was saying, you see how pleased the Master was from within and how much grace he has given us? A couple of days ago, after one of the bhajan sessions, I had said that if we want to tell our Master, You are God, you are my Lord, and I have fallen at your feet, I have taken refuge at your feet, please shower grace on me. If we go on telling him things like that, I don't think he will like it 
and we won't even dare to do that before him. But those who go within, they have their own ways of expressing gratitude to the master. They do it through their bhajans, through their shabs. A bhajan is such a thing in which you can express all your love and gratitude for the master. You can sing a bhajan and standing in front of him, you can tell the master these things and he will be very pleased to hear that. He will not mind it at all. I got many opportunities to sing bhajans in front of my master Kripal Singh. You can study the newly written bhajans and you will see how much humility the disciple who goes within has. Only that disciple calls the master as the form of God and he is the only one who falls at the feet of the master with all humility. Many dear ones among you sing the bhajans just as if they were reading the poetry or singing a song. But there are other dear ones who sing the bhajans as if they were singing from their heart. At that time they have so much devotion and love on their faces. I have often said that one does not enjoy weeping if the comforter is not standing next to him. Unless we make our master stand in front of us and sing the bhajans, we cannot enjoy singing the bhajans to him. So while you sing the bhajan, feel that he is standing in front of you and you are singing to him. And after understanding every single line of the bhajan, then you, then you should sing it with all your love. Last year when Gurmail Singh came here, he told me about singing the bhajans. You know that Pataji had been practicing bhajans very hard and people had been recording them and taking them to their homes. But Gurmail Singh told me that he found a difference in the singing with Pat in the singing which Pataji had done for the recordings and the bhajans which he sang in front of me before the satsangs began. Gurmail told me there was a lot of difference in the singing of those bhajans. Some Colombian dear ones had also mentioned this difference when they saw me in their interview in Colombia. And some other people have also felt the same thing. Even Papu had mentioned about the difference in the singing of Pataji. You will also feel a difference if you hear the bhajans which Papu sings in front of me after the morning meditation and the bhajans he might have sung otherwise. It is only the master who through the satsang blesses us with all the happiness and the joy. And love is also created only by the master. This is a very complicated thing, very hard to understand. But those who go within can easily understand it. The same power works in the disciple and the master. The only difference is that the power in the master is manifested whereas in the disciple, the power is still sleeping. Dear ones, don't you think that a person who is wandering here and there, getting kicked and knocked in the forest, sometimes he goes to a high place, sometimes he goes to a low place. He has become a homeless one and is suffering in pain. Such is our condition. We are also wandering here and there, suffering so much pain, getting kicked and knocked. So if somehow we come to know about and we meet our father, don't you think that we will smile, laugh and become happy looking at him? 
one can express his joy only through the smiles and laughter. The way of expressing sorrow is only by weeping. So when we meet our Father, when the disciple meets his Master, he cannot control his smiles and laughter. He becomes very happy. That is why he cannot do anything but laugh. I am a person who was graciously shown the bones of the past lifetimes. Master said, if you want, I can even make you meet your parents of your past life because they are still alive. But I folded my hands to him and said, no, I do not want to meet them. So do you think that one who has been shown so much by his master and upon whom the master has showered so much grace, will he not become happy? Will he not go on dancing in joy when he meets his master? When the love of my soul, my beloved master, would come to my ashram, he came many times. At that time I used to be like half mad. I would cry only when he would turn his feet away from me, because I would read his mind, and I would know that now he is going to leave. So at that time I would weep also. And you know that when he left this physical world, at that time, my weeping was such that it became very famous. I wept so much in his separation. As I said the other day, when the master leaves the physical world, it is such a loss for the disciple, which can never be repaired. I am not the only one whose condition was like this. All the true devotees of the masters have had this condition, have gone through all these sufferings. Kabir Saab said, if one does not become happy looking at the master coming, and if one does not cry looking at the master going, how can such a disciple achieve his goal? I have often said that I received a great amount of love from my mother. Even though she gave birth to many other children, still the way she took care of me and the way she gave me love not even hundreds of mothers together could give such love to their children. I have also said that I am sorry that I could not fulfill the worldly desire which my mother had. She wanted me to get married, but I could not do that. It was my mother's desire, not mine. I promised her that if I could not control my mind, if I could not control myself, then I would definitely get married. Since I drank your milk, I will not defame your milk. I will never commit an adultery. Well, so we were talking about the love of the master, the smiles and laughter of the master. And I was telling you about my own master. Often I have said that I used to read one part of the couplet to him when he had to go, or I had to go away from him. I would read just one part of the couplet and he would finish it. I would say, one should not love a foreigner, even if he is worth millions. I would say that now I have come to realize that it is not a good thing to love the foreigner, even if he is very valuable and very loving, because the foreigner always has to go back to his home. So Master would then complete that couplet by saying, in a way, a foreigner is better, because whenever you remember him, you weep in his separation. It was his grace and his greatness only that whenever he had to say goodbye to me, he would stand at the door 
as long as I would remain in sight. Dear ones, I have always been very frank and very open-minded. Whatever would come into my mind, I would not hesitate in saying that to the people. And even now I have this quality. I always say the things which come into my mind. Even now in my frankness and boldness, I say this to my master. I did not do the devotion to become the master or to do the work which I am doing now. I did the devotion of God only because I heard that God Almighty comes in the control of those who do his devotion, and then they can do whatever they want with him. As the child is dear to the mother, in the same way the devotees are dear to God Almighty. I just wanted to become one of the dear ones of God. That is why I did the devotion. <coughs> I did not have any idea of the seva which I am doing now when I was doing the devotion. I was very innocent, and I did not know what was going to happen, and I was not expecting anything like what I have to do now when I was doing the devotion. All the things which I would never have done, and which I never did when I was doing the devotion, now I have to do all those things to please the people. I had never looked into the eyes of anyone, and I had never allowed anyone to look into my eyes. I never allowed anyone to call me Baba, but now I have to allow all those things to happen. And I have now become the Baba for the whole world. So only he knows which work has to be taken from which person. Many times I feel embarrassed doing all these things because I never wanted to do this, but now I have to do it. But those dear ones who do the meditation and who have been given this job to do they work wholeheartedly. When you meet someone who is there to help you without charging anything for it, don't you think you will smile and you will become happy when you meet that person? Dear ones, I have seen the last days of Master Sawan Singh, and I got the opportunity of seeing Master Kripal Singh a lot also. There were other people who wanted to put on the turban of those masters, even when the masters were still alive, because they were fond of becoming the successor. They were fond of gaudies. But there were those who even took off their turbans and who did not want to become any successor or anything like that, even though they were offered. There were those who were running after the property and things of the master, and there were other people who had even left their own house at the place of the master. If you ask the real lover of the master, if you offer him any amount of the wealth of this world, and if you tell him, you will get all the riches of all the oceans and all the earth, what do you want? Do you want all this wealth or the love of the master? He would say, no, no, I do not want any of this because it is just like dust and I need only the love of the master. Who can say that? Only he who has realized the love of the master. Otherwise, the worldly people don't have any idea, and they will always go for the other things. No one has as much love as the love which the true disciple of the master has. Once in Ganganagar, one Mahatma came, and he was wearing a lot of gold. 
Even the chair on which he was sitting had a lot of gold on it. I went to see him, and Mastanaji, the intoxicated disciple of Baba Sawan Singh, also went there. You know, when two people of the same path meet, they feel much happiness. So when, when he met me, we both became very happy. In the evening, when Mastanaji had his Sangat gathered, he made me stand in front of the Sangat, and he asked me to tell the Sangat about the beauty of Master Sawan Singh. His Sangat was new, and they had not seen Master Sawan Singh. And since I had seen Master Sawan Singh, that is why very often he asked me to speak about Master Sawan Singh to his Sangat. So I told them how beautiful Master Sawan Singh was how his face was full of the beauty. Whenever he would smile, whenever he would laugh, it would feel as if the flowers were coming out through his mouth. He was so beautiful. Mastanaji asked about the Mahatma I had seen in Ganganagar. Was he anywhere near Master Sawan Singh? Was he anywhere near the beauty of Master Sawan Singh? I said, I do not criticize any Mahatma but I can say that Master Sawan Singh was an example of his own self, and that Mahatma was not even as good as the dirt that comes out of the nose of Master Sawan Singh. Mahatma Chatterdas was an initiate of Baba Sawan Singh, and he was a very famous poet of the Urdu language. Master Sawan Singh used to give opportunities to such poets to come up front and sing their poetry in front of the people. So Mahatma Chatterdas recited his poetry in which he said, You are our very old friend, and now we have recognized you, and now we have embraced you. And he went on saying things like that. It was very pleasing to Master Sawan Singh, and he was smiling and laughing. After that, he invited another poet who had only one eye. He was one-eyed, but usually he would wear dark glasses so that no one would know that he had only one eye. But on that day, he removed his glasses. And when Master Sawan Singh was looking at him, the master asked, What happened to your other eye? And he replied, Well, Master, always in the satang, you say that we should become one-eyed, that we should close our two eyes and open one single eye in the within. So now, this is only one eye, and since you have said to make one eye, that is why I have made one eye. So hearing all this, Master Sawan Singh and everyone in the Sangat laughed very much. Do you think that those people who were sitting there could have controlled their laughter after hearing such a humorous thing? Even now, whenever I remember that incident, whether I am alone or even if I am traveling in a train, I cannot control my laughter. And this final reading is a, a hymn written by Master Kripal Singh. And then Master commenting on this poem or bhajan. And there are two comments. There's a line in the hymn where it refers to a gesture made by the Master. And 
Taiji, who served Master Kripal for many years, explained that during the Great Master, during Baba Sawan Singh's physical illness, he gave his darshan only through the window, and Kripal Singh would be standing somewhere below, and Sawan Singh would always give him some sort of gesture with the hand, with the eyes, with the head, to let him know that things were all right. And there's another, I'm reading the footnotes beforehand, so that uh, there's another line, reference in this hymn that refers to the physical separation from the master. And Master Kripal said about this, that Christ power never leaves. Physically he might, but the power never leaves. The physical presence of the master is the greatest blessing. So the, the poem says, I will sacrifice myself for the wonderful glimpses of you. Your eyes are intoxicated and full of simplicity. In them is the heavenly light. Your face is lovely and bewitching. It captivates my heart. Although I am at a distance, whenever I see your gesture, it brings solace to my heart. Otherwise, I am restless, because physically you are ill. It is only your gesture with which I comfort my heart a little. Now I am sitting at your threshold, and I want you to bless me with your darshan. Although you know that your words are sweeter than honey, yet the promise that you gave me, that you would be with me forever, that promise has not come true. Now you know that I am in these pangs because the promise has not come true and there is a physical separation. Give me the alms of your darshan. I am sitting at your threshold. I will not leave your threshold till I get your darshan again. I pray that that house, through the windows of which you give us your darshan, should remain intact forever. And Master commented, saying, This is a poem you see. I have written. I have transcended certain bounds, but given the truth. I wrote, You have been giving me a promise that you would be with me all along. But I saw in 1927, 21 years before he left, that he is leaving the body, the physical plane. This is the promise. He used to say, I will be with you forever. In 1927, he left the physical body in 1948. 21 years before, I wrote a poem in which I said, you are going away, leaving us. I saw that vision. The master said, this has become known to him. He just referred to that. He had said, I will be with you forever never leave you behind. These are the words in Gurumat Sadant. When Zazari Mahatma left the body, his disciple came up and simply lay down on the tomb. He said, without thee, O Lord, life is nothing. He died. The master asked me to repeat this twice, thrice, four times. 
he was reminding me I will be leaving the earth. This is the thing I referred to before. He never leaves, of course. To be in the physical presence of the Master is a great blessing. He's never away. But there are two aspects in the physical body. So this refers to that. What promise? I'll be with him always. <clears throat> to be with the physical master is a great blessing, you see. What you can get in the living master's physical presence with little difficulty can be had at a distance only by those who develop receptivity. Still, that is enchanting. What to say, intoxicating. So all through my poems, you won't find any happiness. From 1927, three years after my initiation physically, I wrote so many poems. Not a single poem is without pathos, without sadness, because I have seen every moment that he may be leaving. So please make the best use of the time you have here. And the tape we're hearing is the beginning of the satang Sanchi gave on July 22nd, 1996. Param Pita Paramatma, Savan Karpalde Charnavich Nimshkar hai, jinna ne Atmate Rahim Pita, Salutations unto the feet of Supreme Father, Lord, Lord Almighty, Son and Kirpal, who have had mercy on the poor soul and have given the opportunity to sing their praises. Guru Nanak Dev Ji Maharaj, Pahli Paat Chahidai Shabd Hai, Aape Shabd Eindar, Har Pailu संत मतनु गुरु मतनु बड़े प्यार ना खोल के समझाऊंगे के नाम दे की फायदे है किस तरह गुरु दया करके ओ अमोलक नाम दे के अलग अगम पार ब्रह्म नुसाडे शरीर दे अंदरी दर्शन कराऊंगा है अगर ऐसी पुलड़ जीव नाम तो खाली रहने हैं ते किस तरह सी पुतां प्रेतां दे पिंजरियां दे वेच कष्ट अठाऊं दे उन्हें हैं फिर उन्हें ही चक्र वेच जाके पैजने हैं अहम ऑफ गुरु गुरु नानक देव जी महाराज the first lord is presented to you in this him गुरु नानक देव जी महाराज will explain to us the path of the masters touching every aspect and explaining to us in every way that how the name of the Lord takes us across and how if you do not get the name and if you do not do the devotion of Lord how our soul comes back into the bodies of the demons and how we get lost in this cycle so he will explain to us that how the name of Lord Almighty is the one who takes us across Sant Satgurandi Banimu Agrasi Vijarge तो एक एक लफज करोड़ा अर्थान नहीं मिलता था ना विचारिए ते अलग ख्याल है 
ਸੋ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਵਿਚਾਰਨਾ ਚਾਹੀਦਾ ਹੈ ਚੁੱਪਚਾਪ ਬੈਠ ਕੇ ਪ੍ਰੇਮ ਪਿਆਰ ਨਾਲ ਸੁਣੋ if we think over the words of the perfect masters <coughs> every single word of the master is worth billions if we don't think think over them then it is a different thing so sitting here quietly you should listen to every single word and think about it kyunki sant mahatma guru nanak de paas kuch samajik log kyunki ohna dinan de vich pandit aur mullan da bada zor si pandit log aaye kehn lage tusi kis ram nu pukarde ho ਤੁਹਾਡਾ ਜਿਹੜਾ RAM ਜੀ ਨੂੰ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਪਕਾਰਦੇ ਹਨ ਉਹਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਕੀ ਗੁਣ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਕੀ ਕਰਦਾ ਹੈ ਅਸੀਂ ਜਿਸ RAM ਨੂੰ ਮੰਨਦੇ ਹਾਂ ਸਾਡੇ RAM ਨੇ RAM ਚੰਦਰ ਨੇ ਕਿਵੇਂ ਲੰਕਾ ਤੇ ਚੜਾਈ ਕੀਤੀ ਰਾਵਣ ਨੂੰ ਮਾਰਿਆ ਉਹ ਰਾਖਸ਼ੀ ਸੋ ਤੁਹਾਡੇ RAM ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਵੀ ਕੋਈ ਗੁਣ ਹੈ ਤਾਂ ਦੱਸੋ ਗੁਰੂ ਨਾਨਕ ਦੇਵ ਜੀ ਮਹਾਰਾਜ ਖੋਲ ਕੇ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਪੰਡਤਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਬੜੇ ਪਿਆਰ ਦੇ ਨਾਲ ਜਵਾਬ ਦਿੰਦੇ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਦੇਖੋ ਵੀ ਪਿਆਰਿਓ ਜਿਸ RAM ਨੂੰ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਮੰਨਦੇ ਹੋ ਉਹ ਮੁਕਤੀ ਦਾਤਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਉਹ ਤ੍ਰੇਤੇ ਯੁਗ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਹੋਇਆ ਰਾਜੇ ਦਸ਼ਰਤ ਦੇ ਘਰ ਪੈਦਾ ਹੋਇਆ ਉਹਨੇ ਅੱਛਾ ਸ਼ਾਸਨ ਹਿੰਦੁਸਤਾਨ ਤੇ ਕੀਤਾ ਬੜਾ ਅੱਛਾ ਰਾਜ ਕੀਤਾ ਲੋਕ RAM ਰਾਜ ਨੂੰ ਹੁਣ ਤੱਕ ਯਾਦ ਕਰਦੇ ਹੈ ਲੇਕਿਨ ਜੇ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਇਹ ਕਹੋ ਕਿ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਉਹ ਮੁਕਤੀ ਦੇ ਦੇਵੇਗਾ ਇਹ ਨਹੀਂ ਸੰਤ ਕਿਉਂਕਿ ਇੱਕ RAM ਜਸਰਤ ਦਾ ਬੇਟਾ ਇੱਕ RAM ਕਟਕਟ ਮੇ ਬੈਠਾ ਇੱਕ RAM ਦਾ ਸਗਲ ਪਸਾਰਾ ਇੱਕ RAM ਇਹਨੂੰ ਸੇ ਨਿਆਰਾ ਇੱਕ RAM ਰਾਜੇ ਜਸਰਤ ਦਾ ਲੜਕਾ ਹੋਇਆ ਹੈ ਅੱਛਾ ਸੀਗਾ ਬੜਾ ਗਰੀਬ ਗੁਰਵੇ ਦੀ ਉਸਨੇ ਸੰਭਾਲ ਕੀਤੀ ਫਰਿਆਦ ਸੁਣੀ ਇੱਕ RAM ਮਨ ਹੈ ਹੁਣ ਇੱਥੇ ਹੈ ਬਿੰਦਕੁਨਵੇ ਨੇ ਕਲਕੱਤੇ ਬੰਬੇ ਚਲੇ ਜਾਣਾ ਹੈ ਅਸੀਂ ਆਪਾਂ ਸੌਂ ਜਾਈਏ ਇਹ ਫੇਰ ਵੀ ਟਿਕਦਾ ਨਹੀਂਗਾ ਹੁਣ ਆਪਾਂ ਚੁੱਪਚਾਪ ਬੈਠੇ ਹਾਂ ਫੇਰ ਵੀ ਮਨ ਜਿਹੜਾ ਹੈ ਪਤਾ ਨਹੀਂ ਕਿੱਥੇ ਕਿੱਥੇ ਘੁੰਮਣ ਘੇਰੀਆਂ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਫਿਰਦਾ ਹੈ ਔਰ ਇੱਕ ਮਨ ਜਿਹੜਾ ਹੈ ਉਹਨੇ ਸਾਰੀ ਦੁਨੀਆ ਦੀ ਇੱਕ RAM ਜਿਹੜਾ ਹੈ ਉਹਨੇ ਸਾਰੀ ਦੁਨੀਆ ਦੀ ਰਚਨਾ ਪੈਦਾ ਕੀਤੀ ਹੈ ਲੇਕਿਨ ਜਿਸ RAM ਦੀ ਗੁਰੂ ਨਾਨਕ ਸਾਹਿਬ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਮੈਂ ਮਹਿਮਾ ਕਰਦਾ ਹਾਂ ਜਿਸ ਦੇ ਨਾਲ ਮੈਂ ਆਪਦੇ ਸਿੱਖਾਂ ਸੇਵਕਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਜੋੜਦਾ ਹਾਂ ਉਹ ਚੌਥੇ ਪਦ ਸੱਚਖੰਡ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਬੈਠਾ ਹੈ ਰਮਤੀਤਾ ਸੋ ਰਾਮਾ ਜਿਹੜਾ ਹਰ ਇੱਕ ਜਗ੍ਹਾ ਰਮਿਆ ਹੋਇਆ ਹੈ ਕੀ ਕੀੜੀ ਕੀ ਹਾਥੀ ਕੀ ਚੰਦ ਪਰੰਦ ਹਰ ਇੱਕ ਦੇ ਅੰਦਰ ਉਹ ਰਮਿਆ ਹੋਇਆ ਹਰ ਇੱਕ ਨੂੰ ਸਤਾ ਦੇ ਰਿਹਾ ਹੈ ਸਮ ਰਿਲੀਜੀਅਸ ਪੀਪਲ ਕੇਮ ਟੂ ਗੁਰੂ ਨਾਨਕ ਬਿਕਾਜ਼ ਐਟ ਦੈਟ ਟਾਈਮ ਦ ਪੰਡਿਤ ਦ ਮੁਲਾਸ ਵੈਰ ਵੈਰੀ ਫੋਰਸਫੁਲ ਸੋ ਦੇ ਕੇਮ ਟੂ ਗੁਰੂ ਨਾਨਕ ਐਂਡ ਦੇ ਆਸਕਡ ਹਿਮ ਦੈਟ ਵਾਟ ਰਾਮਾ ਯੂ ਆਰ ਡਿਸਕ੍ਰਾਈਬਿੰਗ ਟੈਲ ਅਸ ਦ ਕੁਆਲਿਟੀ ਆਫ ਦ ਰਾਮਾ ਯੂ ਆਰ ਡਿਵੋਟਿੰਗ ਯੂਰਸੈਲਫ ਟੂ ਬਿਕਾਜ਼ ਵੀ ਹੈਵ ਆਵਰ ਰਾਮਾ who had killed ravana the demon and he had done so many other things so you kindly tell us and explain to us that what are the qualities of the rama you are devoting yourself to and you are talking about so guru nanak sahab very openly and very clearly going into the detail is explaining to them he tells them that the rama which you are devoting yourself to was a king and he had come in the treta age in the silver age and he was the son of king dasrath 
but he is not the liberator. He is not the one which I mention and which I describe. And he is not going to liberate you. You are depending upon him and you are devoting yourself to him, but he is not the one who will liberate you. Because he was a king and even now people remember the kingdom, the ruling of him because he was a very just king. And he had killed the demon Ramana, but he is not the one. Kronanak Sahib says that there are four Ramas. One Rama is our mind. <clears throat> one Rama is the one which wanders all over. You know that here we are sitting, but our mind, it is wandering everywhere. In a moment it will fly to Calcutta, to Bombay, to here and there. And even when we are sitting here, still our mind is not sitting here, it is not quiet, it is going all over the world. The other Ram is the King Dashrat's son. And the third Ram is that power, that Lord who has created this creation. But the Rama or the Lord of the saints is different than all these other three Rama. He is the one who has created everything and he is the one who is the liberator of all the souls. So Guru Nanak Sahib lovingly explains to them that the Rama of the saints is different than these three Ramas. The other three Ramas, as he mentioned earlier, is the mind, the creator of this creation, this world, and the king, the Shrat son. So, Bhairyo, Duniya vich do taagata han, Sar or Asar, Negative or Positive, Ram Chandrane, Jistana, Rakshan Maria, Guru Nanak Sahib Kande, Jeda Sada Ram Hai, Ovi Sade Ender, Panji Raksh, Ketena Panji Daku, Karke Vibian Kita Hai, Panji Chor Karke Vibian Kita Hai, O Enan Marda Hai, Enan Vasvich Karda Hai. So, dear ones, in this world there are two powers the human beings and the demons, the positive power and the negative powers. As Ram Chandra, King Rama had killed the demons. In the same way, our Rama also kills these five negative powers which are within us. These five negative powers are mentioned by some masters as the five thieves or the five dacoits. So our Rama, our master also kills those negative powers. Maru Mahala Pella Panna Dasothai Asar Sagaran Guru Nanak Dev Ji Maharaj lovingly says, he says, Oh dear ones, you see that the Rama who kills <coughs> these demons, these five negative power, these five demons. He is sitting within us and he is giving the support, he is giving the power to everyone and that Rama who kills all these five negative powers, all these five demons is sitting within us. 
ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਅਸੀਂ ਉਸ ਪ੍ਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਨੂੰ ਅਲੱਗ ਅਗਮ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਲਖਿਆ ਨਹੀਂ ਜਾਂਦਾਗਾ ਲੇਕਿਨ ਜਦ ਅਸੀਂ ਗੁਰਮੁਖਾਂ ਦੀ ਸ਼ਰਨ ਵਿੱਚ ਜਾਂਦੇ ਹਾਂ ਗੁਰਮੁਖਾਂ ਨੇ ਉਸ ਨੂੰ ਲਖਿਆ ਹੈ ਗੁਰਮੁਖ ਕੌਣ ਬਣਦਾ ਹੈ ਜਦ ਤੁਰਿਆ ਪਦ ਬਰਮ ਪਾਰ ਬ੍ਰਹਮ ਤੋਂ ਉੱਪਰ ਚਲਿਆ ਜਾਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਸਾਧਨਾ ਕਰਕੇ ਗੁਰਮੁਖ ਬਣ ਜਾਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਲਵਿੰਗਲੀ ਹੀ ਸੇਜ਼ ਦੈਟ ਵੀ ਕਾਲ ਗੋਡ ਆਲਮਾਈਟੀ ਐਜ਼ ਦੀ ਅਨਪ੍ਰੈਸੀਬਲ ਅਨਫੈਥਮੇਬਲ ਵੀ ਕਾਲ ਹਿਮ ਅਲਕ ਐਂਡ ਅਗਮ ਬਟ ਵੈਨ ਵਨ ਬਿਕਮਸ ਦ ਗੁਰਮੁਖ then he can easily trace he can easily see in and fathom god almighty when does one become gurumukh only when one rises above the turiya path and when he goes into the parvam does one become the gurumukh pyare gurumukh sadhana karke apni atma to tinne padde laake sachkhand de vich pahunch janda hai parmatma aur ek ho janda hai us di mehma bayan nahi ho sakdi gi ਉਸ ਨੂੰ ਪਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਦੀ ਤਰਫੋਂ ਇਹ ਵਰਦਾਨ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਜੋ ਜਿਸ ਨੂੰ ਵੀ ਨਾਮ ਦੇਵੇਗਾ ਮੈਂ ਉਸ ਨੂੰ ਜ਼ਰੂਰ ਆਪਦੇ ਘਰ ਵਿੱਚ ਜਗ੍ਹਾ ਦੇਵਾਂਗਾ ਸਵਾਮੀ ਜੀ ਮਹਾਰਾਜ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਆ ਗੁਰਮੁਖ ਕੀ ਗਤ ਸਭਸੇ ਪਿਆਰੀ ਗੁਰਮੁਖ ਕੋਟਨ ਜੀਵ ਉਦਾਰੀ ਡੀਅਰ ਵਨਸ ਦ ਗੁਰਮੁਖ ਡਸ ਦ ਮੈਡੀਟੇਸ਼ਨ ਐਂਡ ਰਾਈਜ਼ਸ ਅਬਵ ਦ ਥ੍ਰੀ ਵੈਸ਼ਰਸ ਐਂਡ ਗੋਸ ਟੂ ਸਚਕੰਡ ਐਂਡ ਓਵਰ ਦੈਟ he gets the boon from god almighty swami ji maharaj also says that the glory of the gurumukh is very high because he has been given this boon by god almighty that i will honor and i will give the place to anyone whom he will bring to my home naliya lakna lakiye mule gurumukh lik vichara ਸ਼ਰਣ ਤੁਮਾਰੀ ਕਰ ਕਿਰਪਾ ਪ੍ਰਭ ਪਾਰ ਉਤਾਰੀ ਏ ਪ੍ਰਮਾਤਮਾ ਗੁਰੂ ਨਾਨਕ ਸਾਹਿਬ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਆ ਅਸੀਂ ਤੇਰੇ ਸਾਧੂ ਤੇਰੇ ਗੁਰਮੁਖ ਦੀ ਸ਼ਰਨ ਵਿੱਚ ਆ ਗਏ ਹਾਂ ਹੁਣ ਤੂੰ ਸਾਡੇ ਉੱਤੇ ਕਿਰਪਾ ਕਰ ਆਪਣਾ ਨਾਮ ਬਖਸ਼ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਦਇਆ ਕਰਕੇ ਆਪਣੇ ਨਾਮ ਦੀ ਸਾਧਨਾ ਕਰਾ ਔਰ ਸਾਡੇ ਤੇ ਰਹਿਮ ਕਰ ਗੁਰੂ ਨਾਨਕ ਸਾਹਿਬ ਸੇਸ ਓ ਲਾਰਡ ਨਾਉ ਵੀ ਹੈਵ ਕਮ ਟੂ ਦਿ ਰਿਫਿਊਜ ਐਟ ਦਿ ਫੀਟ ਆਫ ਯਰ ਸਾਧੂ ਦਿ ਫੀਟ ਆਫ ਯਰ ਗੁਰਮੁਖ ਯੂ ਨਾਉ ਕਾਈਂਡਲੀ ਸ਼ਾਵਰ ਯਰ ਗ੍ਰੇਸ ਅਪਨ ਅਸ ਐਂਡ ਗ੍ਰੇਸ਼ੀਅਸਲੀ ਯੂ ਮੇਕ ਅਸ ਦਿ ਡਿਵੋਸ਼ਨ ਆਫ ਯਰ ਨਾਮ ਯੂ ਮੇਕ ਅਸ ਰਿਮੇਨ ਇਨ ਦਿ ਰਿਫਿਊਜ ਆ
गुरमुख साधु शरण तुम्हारी कर कृपा प्रभु पार उतारी अगन पानी सागर अत गहरा गुर सत गुर पार उतारा है संतान दी वाणी ना रोचक हुंदी है ना भयानक हुंदी है जथारत हुंदी है ना ता सानू नरका दे डर दे के ही भक्ति करौंदे है ना स्वर्गां दा लालच दे के भक्ति करौंदे है the bani of the writings of the perfect masters is neither interesting nor it is terrifying because it is the reality neither they frighten us from the terrors of the hells nor do they lure us or attract us giving us telling us about the good things of this heaven sab to vaddi sachai santan di eh hai ke oh pad ke ya sunya sunaya bayan nahi karde ge oh galla na bhagwan nahi banonde ge ਉਹ ਜੋ ਕੁਝ ਅੱਖੀਂ ਦੇਖਦੇ ਹੈ ਉਹੀ ਉਹ ਬਿਆਨ ਕਰਦੇ ਹੈ ਦੀ ਗ੍ਰੇਟੈਸਟ ਟਰੂਥ ਆਫ ਦ ਸੇਂਟ ਇਜ਼ ਥੈਟ ਦੇ ਡੂ ਨਾਟ ਟੈਲ ਅਸ ਥਿੰਗਸ ਫਰਮ ਦ ਰੀਡਿੰਗ ਔਰ ਫਰਮ ਵਾਟ ਦੇ ਹੈਵ ਹਰਡ ਦੇ ਟੈਲ ਅਸ ਓਨਲੀ ਵਾਟ ਦੇ ਹੈਵ ਸੀਨ ਵਿਦ ਥੇਅਰ ਓਨ ਆਈਜ਼ ਦੇ ਡੂ ਨਾਟ ਮੇਕ ਅ ਗੋਡ ਆਊਟ ਆਫ ਵਰਡਸ ਦੇ ਟੈਲ ਅਸ ਓਨਲੀ ਥੋਸ ਥਿੰਗਸ ਵਿਚ ਦੇ ਥੈਮਸੈਲਸ ਹੈਵ ਐਕਸਪੀਰੀਅੰਸਡ ਗੁਰੂ ਨਾਨਕ ਦੇਵ ਜੀ ਮਹਾਰਾਜ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਹੈ ਅਗ ਔਰ ਪਾਣੀ ਦਾ ਸਮੁੰਦਰ ਹੈ ਨਾ ਜਿਸ ਦੇ ਗਹਿਰਾਈ ਦਾ ਪਤਾ ਨਾ ਚੌੜਾਈ ਦਾ ਪਤਾ ਹੈ ਗੁਰੂ ਨਾਨਕ ਦੇਵ ਜੀ ਮਹਾਰਾਜ ਸੇਜ ਥੈਟ ਓਵਰ ਥੈਰ ਥੈਰ ਇਜ਼ ਦਿਸ ਓਸ਼ਨ ਡੀਪ ਓਸ਼ਨ ਆਫ ਵਾਟਰ ਐਂਡ ਫਾਇਰ ਐਂਡ ਨੋ ਵਨ ਨੋਸ ਥੈਟ ਹਾਊ ਡੀਪ ਥੈਰ ਇਜ਼ ਔਰ ਹਾਊ ਲੌਂਗ ਥੈਟ ਇਜ਼ ਸਾਡੀ ਜਿਹੜੀ ਨਾ ਨਾ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਕੋਈ ਨਾ ਵੀ ਮਿਲੀ ਹੈ ਜਿਹਦੇ ਉੱਤੇ ਅਸੀਂ ਸਵਾਰ ਹੋ ਜਾਈਏ ਨਾ ਉਸ ਨਾਵ ਦਾ ਕੋਈ ਕਿਸ਼ਤੀ ਦਾ ਕੋਈ ਮਲਾਈ ਹੈ ਨੀਦਰ ਵੀ ਹੈਵ ਗੋਟ ਐਨੀ ਬੋਟ on which we can go across this ocean and nor do we have any ferryman who can help us go across to aap pyar na kende hai ke jis de kole koi kishti na hove kishti da mila na hove ag aur samundar da ag aur pani da jahaz samundar hove us nu assi kis tarah tar sakde hain ag da samundar dojak hai narak hai pani da samundar eh duniya hai लेकिन पूर्ण सतगुरु जेड़ा है वो परमात्मा दी तरफो नाम दा जहाज लेके आउंदा है जेड़े ओदे जहाज दे विच असवार हो जांदे है सतगुरु ओना लहरां दा वाकब हुंदा है ओना तो बचा के ओना नु ले जांदा है गुरु नानक साहब से दैट हाउ कैन वन गो अक्रॉस द ओशन इफ वन डज नॉट हैव द बोट एंड इफ देयर इज नो फेरीमैन टू हेल्प हिम एंड इफ ही हैज टू गो across the ocean of fire and the ocean of water how can he go across if he does not have any boat or the ferryman guru nanak sahib says that this the ocean of fire is the hell and the ocean of water is this world in which we are living but those who get on the boat of the name of the perfect masters those who surrender themselves to the perfect master they easily go across this these oceans because the master knows about all the waves and about all the things of this ocean and if we surrender ourselves to him very easily and very safely he takes us across pyareo do akshar ta maharaj savan singh kehnde hunde sige ek choti ji ladki vi dass sakdi hai naam akshar dass dena nahi hunda ga ਆਤਮਾ ਨੂੰ ਤੁਰ ਤਾਂ ਪਹੁੰਚਾਉਣਾ ਵੀ ਸਤਿਗੁਰੂ ਦਾ ਕੰਮ ਹੁੰਦ
ਜਿਹੜਾ ਕਿ ਅੰਦਰ ਜਾਂਦੇ ਹੈ ਉਹਨਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਪਤਾ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਗੁਰੂ ਦੀ ਡਿਊਟੀ ਕਿੰਨੀ ਮੁਸ਼ਕਲ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਕਿਸ ਤਰ੍ਹਾਂ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਜੀਵਾਂ ਨੂੰ ਨਰਕ ਤੋਂ ਬਚਾ ਕੇ ਸੜਦਿਆਂ ਨੂੰ ਉਹ ਸੱਚਖੰਡ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਲਿਜਾਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਡੀਅਰ ਵਨਸ ਮਾਸਟਰ ਸਾਵਨ ਸਿੰਘ ਜੀ ਯੂਜ਼ ਟੂ ਸੇ ਥੈਟ ਈਵਨ ਅ ਲਿਟਲ ਗਰਲ ਅ ਸਮਾਲ ਗਰਲ ਕੈਨ ਟੈਲ ਯੂ ਦਾ ਫਿਊ ਵਰਡਸ ਸੋ ਗਿਵਿੰਗ ਦੀ ਇਨੀਸ਼ੀਏਸ਼ਨ ਇਸ ਨਾਟ ਦਾ ਮੈਟਰ ਆਫ ਜਸਟ ਗਿਵਿੰਗ ਯੂ ਫਿਊ ਵਰਡਸ it is the matter of taking up the responsibility those who go within they know that how difficult is the job of the perfect masters how the masters save us from the fires of the hell and how they take us to our true abode such kind pyare badi ek hasan di baat hai assi ae duniya nu jis nu assi swarg samjhi baithe hain jide naal assi pyar pa ke apna keemti waqt jeda hai ਉਹ ਬਰਬਾਦ ਕਰੀ ਜਾਂਦੇ ਹਨ ਤੁਹਾਨੂੰ ਪਤਾ ਹੈ ਕਿ ਇਹਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਅੰਦਰ ਦਾ ਜੋ ਨਰਕ ਜਾ ਕੇ ਦੇਖਾਂਗੇ ਦੇਖਾਂਗੇ ਕਿ ਇਹ ਨਰਕ ਤੋਂ ਘਟ ਹੈ ਤੁਸੀਂ ਦੇਖ ਲਓ ਜਦੋਂ ਬਾਲ ਪੈਦਾ ਹੁੰਦਾ ਹੈ ਉਹਨੂੰ ਆਪਣੀ ਹੋਸ਼ ਨਹੀਂ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਕਿ ਆਪਣੀ ਆਪ ਸੰਭਾਲ ਨਹੀਂ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਕਿ ਜਵਾਨੀ ਹੈ ਤੇ ਵਿਸ਼ੇ ਬਕਾਰ ਜਿਹੜੇ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਆ ਘੇਰਦੇ ਹੈ ਉਹ ਮਤਮਾਰੀ ਰੱਖਦੇ ਹੈ ਬੁੱਢੇ ਹੁੰਨੇ ਹੈ ਕੰਨਾਂ ਤੋਂ ਸੁਣਨੋਂ ਹਟ ਜਾਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਅੱਖਾਂ ਤੋਂ ਦਿਸਨੋਂ ਹਟ ਜਾਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਸਰੀਰ ਜਿਹੜਾ ਹੈ ਕਮਜ਼ੋਰ ਹੋ ਜਾਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਸ਼ਾਦੀ ਹੁੰਦੀ ਹੈ ਦਿਲ ਦੇ ਵਿੱਚ ਚਾਹ ਨਹੀਂ ਫੁੱਲਿਆ ਨਹੀਂ ਸਮਾਉਂਦਾਗਾ ਜਦ ਬੀਵੀ ਛੱਡ ਕੇ ਉੱਠ ਜਾਂਦੀ ਹੈ ਜਾਂ ਕੋਈ ਉਪਾਓ ਆ ਜਾਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਜਾਂ ਬੇਤਫਾਕੀ ਹੋ ਜਾਂਦੀ ਹੈ ਕਰ ਨਰਕ ਬਣ ਕੇ ਰਹਿ ਜਾਂਦਾ ਹੈ ਡੀਅਰ ਵਨਸ ਵੀ ਅੰਡਰਸਟੈਂਡ ਥਿਸ ਵਰਲਡ ਐਸ ਦੀ ਹੈਵਨਸ ਐਂਡ ਵੀ ਹੈਵ ਗੋਟ ਸੋ ਮਚ ਅਟੈਚਡ ਟੂ ਇਟ ਵੀ ਆਰ ਇਨ ਲਵ ਵਿਦ ਥਿਸ ਵਰਲਡ ਥੈਟ ਵੀ ਥਿੰਕ ਥੈਟ ਥਿਸ ਇਜ਼ ਦੀ ਹੈਵਨ ਬਟ ਈਵਨ ਇਨ ਥਿਸ ਵਰਲਡ ਇਫ ਵੀ ਸੀ ਆਲ ਥਿਸ ਥਿੰਗਸ ਰਾਈਟ ਫਰਮ ਦਾ ਬਿਗਿਨਿੰਗ ਵੈਨ ਵੀ ਆਰ ਬੋਰਨ ਵੈਨ ਅ ਚਾਈਲਡ ਇਜ਼ ਬੋਰਨ ਫਾਰ ਹਿਮ ਇਜ਼ ਥਿਸ ਵਰਲਡ anything like heaven is it not like hell for him he cannot move himself he cannot ask for anything himself he is just a piece of flesh furthermore when he grows up and when he becomes young and finally when he becomes old when his body withers away and when his body becomes very weak and all the sicknesses and disease come and bother him at that time also for the person this world becomes this life becomes like a hell and <clears throat> when we have so many other difficulties and so many other problems can you say that this world is a heaven it is not less than a hell agn pani sagar at gehra gor sat gor par utara hai man mukh ਮਹਾਰਾਜ ਕਹਿੰਦੇ ਆ ਅਸੀਂ ਦੁਨੀਆ ਦੇ ਜੀਵ ਅੰਨੇ ਹੈ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਆਪਣੀ ਸੋਝੀ ਨਹੀਂ ਆਪਣੀ ਖਬਰ ਨਹੀਂ ਅਸੀਂ ਕਿੱਥੋਂ ਆਏ ਹਾਂ ਸਾਨੂੰ ਇੱਥੇ ਕੀ ਕਰਨਾ ਚਾਹੀਦਾ ਹੈ ਇਹ ਜ਼ਿੰਦਗੀ ਤੋਂ ਬਾਅਦ ਅਸੀਂ ਕਿੱਥੇ ਜਾਵਾਂਗੇ ਸਾਡੇ ਨਾਲ ਕੀ ਹੋਏਗਾ ਕੀ ਸਾਡੀ ਕੋਈ ਅਗੇ ਸੰਭਾਲ ਕਰੇਗਾ ਕੀ ਸੰਭਾਲ ਕਰਨ ਵਾਲੇ ਨਾਲ ਅਸੀਂ ਪਿਆਰ ਕੀਤਾ ਹੈ ਜਾਂ ਅਸੀਂ ਕਦੇ ਸੰਪਰਕ ਕੀਤਾ ਹੈ ਗੁਰੂ ਨਾਨਕ ਦੇਵ ਜੀ ਮਹਾਰਾਜ ਸੇ ਦੈਟ ਵੀ ਦਾ ਵਰਲਡਲੀ ਜੀਵਾਸ ਆਰ ਬਲਾਈਂਡ ਵਨਸ ਵੀ ਆਰ ਨਾਟ ਅਵੇਅਰ ਆਫ ਆਵਰ ਕੰਡੀਸ਼ਨ ਵੀ ਡੂ 
and after this life, after this world, where we are going to do and what are what it is going to be like after we leave this world and who is going to help us. Have we loved that person? Have we loved that power who is going to help us? Have we found about that power? Have we found him who is going to help us in the beyond? We are unaware of all these things. We do not know that what is going to happen to us next. Man And our closing bhajan is Sanchi's bhajan, Likanavalaya to Hoke, on page 29. O writer of fortunes, graciously write on my heart love for the master. In my hands write the service of the guru. Write the sacrifice of my body and mind for the guru. On my tongue write the name of the guru. For my ears write the voice of the sound current. On my forehead write the light of the Guru. For my eyes write the darshan of my Guru. Don't write one thing, separation from the Guru. It doesn't matter if separation from the whole world is written. O writer of fortunes, graciously write on my heart, love for the Master. Sabajan of Sanchis on page 29. Yeah. 
Graciously write on my heart, love for the Master. May God continue to bless us all. 